0: and welcome to the GCMC podcast this is Stefano from the GCMC and hope all as well Um, and as you probably saw from the episode title today we're gonna be talking about networking uh, which can be scary can be fun intimidating a lot of things but it can also be really broad Um, so when we were thinking about how can we best approach this we figured we might as well just talk to someone who's had to go uh, through networking in their career so with me here today I actually have uh, a recent grad Sol Adler hey Sol hey how are you thanks so much for having me of course thank you for you know coming back to campus I know that right now you're studying for the CPA so yeah. really do appreciate you uh, <laughs> taking the time to sneak away from the library and it's
1: okay it's a it's a study break let's put it that way
0: study break <laughs> I like it um, so so um, the reason why I thought it'd be good to have you come in and, and chat with us is because I really remember you from OCR and you know I would see you at events I I, I would see you at uh, uh, info sessions and all that and I I, I realized in, in getting to know you throughout the year I realized that networking really did play um, a pretty big role in in your time while at Ziglin. so I definitely wanted to pick your brain on your experience and all that but before we dive in. Maybe for the listeners, maybe uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe like your educational and professional background, and then maybe how networking has uh, impacted your career so far.
1: Right. Thank you. So um, so I recently just graduated from, uh, like you said, from Baruch with my uh, MSA, which for those of you who don't know, it's Master of Science in Accounting. Um, graduated in May, um, and I, um, in a few months, I'll be starting actually, in a few weeks, actually. And so have always been saying a few months, but it's a few weeks now.
0: It's coming. Uh, it's coming
1: up soon. I'm going to be starting. <laughs> as uh, an audit associate at uh, the mid sized accounting firm in the city, Friedman, LLP. Um, but before I did all that, before I did um, Baruch and accounting studying, I, let me, I'm going to jump back a few years where I um, did my undergrad at, at New York University. Uh, I studied global public health, but I really um, got my sense of networking when I started uh, working, and I I worked as, uh, as an admissions ambassador, basically working as a tour guide at NYU. So I really learned how to communicate people, with people better, learn how to talk, uh, learn how to present myself, and also a little bit of public speaking there as well. Um, after I graduated, I went on to be an admissions counselor, um, where I worked at the College of Mount St. Vincent. I did work there for a year, and then I worked my way over towards Mount Sinai, um, the for the med- at the medical school where I uh, was their recruitment coordinator, also doing more recruitment for them as well. So my background, um, I originally was not in accounting; I was in recruitment. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons why I'm here. That's um, a shift. Yes, a, v- a big shift, <laughs> a big shift. I, a lot of people call me a career changer, yeah. um, and it's um, it was a big change, but I really, I really got a lot out of it, and I think that you know my previous experience um, and my current uh, helped me with Baruch um, with OCR and a lot of that, but also is going to help me for my career and for my future.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just even in listening you talk, I, c- I can tell that you're a good communicator. You can, you know, articulate your experience as well. And I think that's a pretty major part of networking. Yeah. But I'm kind of wondering, like, where did that come from? You know, because sometimes we have students that, you know, will come in and say, oh, like networking is intimidating or like, you know, I'm scared or like I have this fear. Like, where did your ability to... Uh, communicate your your thoughts and present yourself well really come from would you say so
1: originally i mean i guess it started when i was an undergrad i was i mean i was a shy kid i mean i didn't know exactly what to do and everything when i was applying to be you know a, to be a tour guide when i was applying to do all these um these jobs and all be part of all these clubs uh, at school i was I was kind of shy. I was a little bit uncomfortable. I wasn't sure who to talk to and everything. I was standing in a room full of people and everyone was mingling and talking around and the hardest part, I would say, one of the hardest parts of networking is just putting yourself out there and trying to talk to people. Um, there's some, you know there's something we said about the difference of networking when you're going to, you know, an actual event like the OC, the uh, accounting CPA fair um, which is the, the biggest event, I think, um, that F. Um, Baruch has for the, through the GCMC and through uh, the undergrad office as well, where you're going up there and you're is, you're basically put in a, a, a situation where you can actually approach them. The other situation is you're not put in a situation where you can approach anyone. You're just mingling in a big open area. Um, and I think the hardest part is putting yourself out there. What I think, what I said to myself and why I always built up the courage um, was just just go there and just ask something try to come up with before if you know you're going to a networking event uh, or an event that you know about um, try to come up with a few questions beforehand um, because that way and you'll practice them and you'll rehearse them especially if you're not um, you're not um, a good communicator you don't consider yourself a you know a, a good communicator um, just go there just ask the question um, and you know I'm sure that'll um, build up a few more uh uh, connections and a few more conversations and maybe that may lead to um, a um, a good a good connection a good uh, relationship maybe between you and uh, a future employer um but also a you know build up your own confidence i, I think it's um it, the networking at, at the beginning for a lot of students and for a lot of people it's intimidating but once you do it a few times it it becomes secondhand it's a second nature
0: mm-hmm. so yeah that's i feel like it's preparation for sure and then i think trial and error sometimes and so um on the trial
1: and error part i mean there are so many times that i remember that i'm going up to people and i'm like i said something stupid (laughs) i don't know what to do or how to react you just it's yeah you practice it and you're like you know you screwed up and you just keep moving on you keep going forward keep going to the next conversation can you
0: think of a time where you, um, know, you did have a, a flood. If not, I can think of many that I'm... I'm trying to think to
1: of one. There, there are a few. <laughs> I, just, I remember I would say... I think it was actually at the OCR event. Uh, my first... Uh, one of my first tables, I went up and I, I said something that the recruiter didn't necessarily agree with. or They made a face. Hmm. And as soon as they had that face facial reaction, I kind of stuttered. And I just like, I, I, I don't know what to do. Um... <laughs> And so then I just basically, you know, tried to stray. I basically ended up uh, going into a different question. Um, Luckily, I was able to, um, you know, react um, and know that I messed up. Or maybe they just didn't agree with it. Um, But in the end of the day, I think it it worked out okay. Um, It's just something that, you know, you have to, again, like, you have to practice. You have to be prepared for anything that can happen.
0: Yeah. And also being okay with, like, making a mistake or or saying something wrong or, like, Maybe saying something like you said that they disagree with and realizing that okay, like it happened and you know, in that moment, like this is the hiring manager or is a recruiter like gonna blacklist you? Probably not. Right. You know, they're meeting like hundreds of students during this event. Right. And if you make a mistake I feel like they they like realize like this is a pretty high pressure uh I guess, uh, scenario, right? right? It's like a major career fair, there's hundreds of students, about right. 30 to 40 firms there, like everybody's there because they want a job or an internship mm-hmm. and they understand that like students have put in a lot of work and, and, and this would apply to pretty much any event, not just necessarily the uh, the accounting fair, but if it's like a networking event through like a professional association or, um, or if it's like a meetup, you know, outside of the college, like I think people understand that, especially if you are in school, but you're like figuring it out. Right. You know, even at the graduate level, like undergrad, you know, you had the opportunity to develop some skills. But I feel like at the graduate level, you're still developing even more skills. Exactly. And
1: actually, come think of it, when you were talking, you were saying, you know, developing. And then the recruiters realize I, um, I was at the, remember one story, I was at the midsize roundtable, the wow. accounting roundtable uh, <laughs> event last year. And I went to this one table and basically, I think it was a partner. And he was asking everyone around the table what you're interested in what you want to do and basically it was either audit or tax right so what did i do i said i'm not sure yet what i'm looking for i could be interested in audit or tax he called me out in front of everyone basically Uh. saying you can't say that to a recruiter Uh. kind of flipped out at me a little bit he got really you know intense um then it died down a little bit and then you know 15 minutes later the the session ends and he comes up to me and he's like i'm sorry if i reacted to you strongly i say no i appreciate it um, because I didn't know. I was, you know, I didn't know that that was a, something that the recruiters look for. So for those of you who are doing recruitment now or you're looking to go into OCR and everything, try to maybe know that if, you know, if you want one or the other. Um, try to figure that out now. And then when you go up to the partner or the recruiter, tell them which one you want because you may not get the yeah. same reaction I do. But, again, it's a learning lesson. And, it, you know, it's a it's a lesson you have to learn. Um, and
0: I think it all works out. Yeah, that's that, that's usually a pretty big question during recruitment season yes. because um, I think the firms do their best to like send reps from different um, service lines or groups, and so right. <coughs> having a pretty good understanding of like what you want to do, and, and even within a specific group, and being able to talk about like well, why audit specifically, exactly, you know, like what about audit interests you, mm-hmm. like uh, what do you enjoy about it, you know, what do you find challenging but exciting about it, and so right. those are always some. Um, some things to talk about. Um, I was actually um, having um, a meeting with Tanuja and we were talking about how students sometimes struggle to, to talk about their academic program or like their career aspiration. And sometimes it's helpful to think about like, well, let's say you're really interested in, I don't know, coffee and so you go to a coffee shop, or you know looking at different types of coffee and you know you're there with someone who also enjoys different types of coffee like you're gonna be excited to talk about like oh look I really like this blend you know because of x y and z but when it comes to talking about audit or tax or uh, data analytics or, or anything like you should really have that same excitement or that same level of passion right? Um, or interest or, or knowledge because that's essentially what's gonna you know uh, come across to the recruiter or the hiring manager or the alumnus or alumna who's at the event who might be able to serve as a referral. Right. Um, so being able to, to talk about your interest in that experience, I think is really important. So kind of circling back to what you said earlier is in that preparation. So before you even set foot at a career fair or a networking event or a meetup, it's just right. like taking a step back and saying like, okay, like who am I? And what am I going to talk about? What's my value add? And you right. know, how can I present myself well? And that's, I think, the
1: – it's sometimes the – everyone thinks it's the easiest because everyone thinks that they know who they are, who, who, they know themselves. And then they go up to the event and they recruit and they're like they, – they blank out or they, you know, they get cold feet and they don't know. So a lot of it also is, you know, like going to these big recruitment events. I think one of the things that – um, I learned early on is how do, how do you separate yourself? I mean, like you said, like everyone has to have a passion for audit or for tax or for, for anyone else who's not in accounting, for finance, for management, for operations, for anything they're going into. So how do you separate yourself from all the other people who are at this career fair? I mean... Yeah. Or this event, the networking event. Um, everyone dressed up in their best suit or their best a
0: black suit. Oh,
1: yes, a black, black <laughs> suit. Um, although I wore a dark navy, but you know, hey, uh, <laughs> exactly. but you, you were I bad. was already standing out. Um, <laughs> everyone's gonna be wearing navy next year. Um, um, everyone's, you know, practiced their knows their resume cold. Everyone is doing the same classes as you. So yeah. how do you separate yourself from everyone else? And that's something that I can't specifically tell you that, you know, do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I can give you an example where I use my career experience um, as as a recruiter. Um, where I was, I used this... Um, this mechanism basically saying to them as i got up to the front of the line i said hi how are you doing at the fair are you doing okay especially those who were standing there i think it was like from 12 to 4 like yeah. and i went up to people at like 3 o'clock three thirty, and they're they're standing up for three hours they've been there for a while they've been there for a while so i said to them if basically to start i could relate to that i used to have a job where i would stand for hours and hours and go from fair to fair trying to recruit students um as an admissions counselor or as, an, as a recruitment coordinator um and that you know that in itself that comment or that, you know, point that I made, made them, you know, line up a little bit and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, open up to more conversation. So I would ask them about more recruitment stuff and more related to how their day is going and how they work. And the conversation just flowed. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying for everyone to go into recruitment now, (laughs) learn about that, and then go to the (laughs) the fair and then talk about that. I'm saying that you need to find what you what's that makes you stand out from from everyone else right and yeah.
0: it's hard yeah cuz i mean in this case this was your personal experience exactly. that you had and so you were able to relate to them on that level and establish that rapport but for other students you know they uh, it's important for them to find like okay well like how can I stand out because you're right like right. at the end of the day everybody's pursuing a master's degree because you're all grad business students and right. you're all taking pretty similar courses and you all have amazing GPAs and it's a matter of like well how do I stand out right
1: exactly and then also like it doesn't even have to like I remember one conversation I had a, with a person they they were saying they're from Pittsburgh. Um, originally, you know, I was asking them about the firm and how they did, and then it eventually flowed to Pittsburgh. And then all of a sudden, we're talking about how I'm a Rangers fan, and this this recruiter was a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, so and they're rivals, and so it was basically kind of lined up the conversation a little bit. And lo and behold, you know, it, it, I stood out a little bit more, mm-hmm. I think, than com- I mean, other people may have the same similar conversations as well.
0: Yeah, that's so. a, that's such a good point about the um, the Pittsburgh and the <clears throat> having things in common because. I realized that when I was in school, undergrad and grad and a blooming young professional, right. and, I, and I would go to networking events or meetups or whatnot, I I had always learned, you know, from career services or from my own career advisors, like, the best way to network with someone is to find things that you have in common so that way, you know, you can keep the conversation flowing. Right. But then I would find myself struggling when, you know, let's say someone sat there from Pittsburgh and I'd be like, I know nothing about, <laughs> about Pittsburgh, right? I don't know exactly. How to keep the conversation right. going, uh, but luckily I have been to Pittsburgh, so you know I'm able to say like, "Oh yeah, like I actually went to a conference over at right. Pittsburgh." Like, a city has a lot of bridges for some reason, and right. you know you can just like, like make a a comment like that, and then right. they'll, they'll laugh because they do know that for some reason the city does uh, have a lot of bridges. Um, right. But with that, uh, where I'm going with this is. There's always going to be a point in time where, like, you don't have something in common with someone. Right. But there are so many opportunities for you to have things in common with other people. And so that means going out and doing something different. Because I think that's what also sets you apart is you becoming more interesting. If you're just inundated in academics and classes and, you know, going to the same type of events with the same people and not really branching out, like, that's all you're ever going to know. But if you take a weekend trip somewhere or if you start reading a book or if you check out a festival in the city, you know, all of a sudden you have a lot more things to talk about in your right. back pocket um, where you can say, like, oh, yeah, I actually did check out, you know, X, Y, and Z. Or, like, mm-hmm. I am familiar with 1, 2, and 3. Sorry. And so that's, that's always... Okay. Thing that I've learned is becoming more interesting. I think a gives you more things to talk about, but also makes you feel more confident too. Exactly. Um, and a little curious as right.
1: well. Right. There's always I, the one. The um, one of my interviews, my first interviews I had uh, was actually with with Friedman. It was one of the, one of the reasons why I, I chose them as you know to work for. One of the questions they asked was what do I like to do for fun.
0: Yeah.
1: And I never even prepared that question. I never even thought of it. I'm like, what is, what's a recruiter going to ask me, you know, like about accounting or about, you know, Excel and all this stuff? No, like, what do you like to do for fun? And I had a few things that I mentioned that I was doing recently or a show that I was watching, mm-hmm. and we talked about everything, like everything that I was basically doing. And that's something that you, A, you should be prepared, I guess, now to add, you know, if anyone can ask that. But also, you know, you have to put yourself out there. You have to do things that you like to do.
0: Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and the fun the fun question is always a curveball because like you, I don't think anyone really expects it because we, right. you know, I think we teach students like, you're going to get the tell me about yourself, the why this company, why this specific right. position or service line, um, strength, weakness, a time that you had to work in a group and experience a conflict. But then the right. fun question is always a curveball, but it's a good curveball because it also shows, the interviewer like okay like what do you do outside of this you know who are you as a person because your academics and your world of work are only one part of who you are as, exactly. a, as a person so and thinking about like what do you do for fun you know like, right
1: um, and then going back to like going to the actual networking fair or the recruitment fair you're going to or any uh, recruitment event you have to keep that in your back pocket. You have to know what you'd like to do for fun. You can't forget everything else that you do in life and uh, just focus on the interview okay. <laughs> and focus on the job.
0: Like, what is fun? I don't right, even know. exactly.
1: Like, I haven't done that. All I've been doing is studying and studying and studying. Which
0: could be the case. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, once the semester takes right. off, like, things get hectic because there's course. so many events and you're, right. you know, getting acclimated to coursework and stuff right. like that. But if anything, like, now you should know. Like, okay, right. I should have something outside yes. of my world of academics and outside of my world of work to talk exactly. about. Exactly.
1: And one of the things, actually, I learned from a professor before the OCR started, and they said, make sure you always read the newspaper. Always stay updated on current events. Because you go to a, rec- a recruitment event, they can ask you, you know, do you see what happened, you know, in the news today about, you know, politics or sports or anything related? And if you don't, at least maybe, like, know something about so, about it or about the relate if it's a major topic you kind of have to know a little bit about it yeah so if you're you know I, I always did when I was you know I would take the subway to school I would you know download a, or read a couple of articles online you know look at the news and see what's going on that way at least someone asked me something or if I was thrown off you know I wouldn't be thrown off guard I would know what to expect at least I knew what was going on. Yeah. And it's also good to know what's going on in the world, yeah. importantly, you know, besides <laughs> for the whole networking part, you know, <laughs> getting, the, getting the interviews and stuff. It's good to know what's going on. Be, so. a, be
0: a well-informed citizen. Uh. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Even if it's just like watching the morning news while you get ready or like listening right. to like a podcast right. uh, during your commute or just like, you know, skimming through uh, a news website. I, I think that's that's always good. Yes. Um Okay, so we've talked about <clears throat> your background, your experience in OCR, um, some challenges that came with it, things that you've learned along the way. Uh, maybe like looking back on it, like what's what's like one or two bits of advice that you know you wish you would have known, either at the grad level or at the undergrad level, when it comes to networking or connecting with people. Um, I wish I would have.
1: I don't know. I actually have to think about that for a second. Um, I think that um, the hardest part, a lot of my friends um, would always come up to me and ask me for advice because they knew that I had a recruitment background. Um, and I think I'm going to uh, say what, what they wish I think they would know versus what I would know because I ha- I felt like I was a little bit pre- more prepared. Mm. Yeah, insights. Recu- yeah. Um, specifically, like, um, just how to, how to start the conversation. I think that's the one they always get. They always ask, like, when you go, when you go up to someone, you know you're standing in line um, at a at a fair, you know at the recruitment fair, and you're you're the fifth person back, and you have this whole pitch prepared, but you're just gonna do your 30 second pitch. Mm-hmm. Then what? Then what do you say? What do you ask? And I think that a depends on. Uh, the person depends on you, but a it depends on what the firm is, you know, wh- and how you feel. Um, I think a lot of the a lot of the things just easily. Um, I think we point we pointed this out before, but like just throw out a, throw out a question about the firm um, or, or, or about the plate, the company or anything, and say, say something you ask, and don't ask something that you can easily look up on the website. Yeah. find something different um you know ask something specifically about their firm you know i always looked up a few key points like where their location was how big their office was um and i would ask Maybe i would throw in one of my questions that i don't really like giving away but i'll give it away anyways is um do, as considering the firm is this small or this large does it really actually feel like that how do the how do the coworkers get you know do they communicate well? How is the office laid out? Because you can't really see that on- online. Mm-hmm. How how do how's the how's the teamwork um, related? I'm just throwing out a few things. Yeah. But you ask about the the environment of the firm, the environment of the company, and I think that itself you know goes a long way compared to oh how many people are at the firm oh. Um, what, is, what are the hours? You know, those uh, things you can no, no, no. easily find out online. Well, those al- things Also,
0: don't ask about hours. <laughs> right, exactly.
1: Because you know that no matter what, no matter where you are, you'll be staying later probably than
0: most. So During a, a certain season, you, right. you might have longer, exactly. uh, longer hours. Right,
1: and that's not just like accounting, for example. Usually, yeah. it's like January to April. But yeah. you can go like even, even like any other job, you know, management you, or, or finance or right? I anything. Mean, you can have a much busier time later on and maybe in the summer if that's where yeah. your busy season is or the winter. I mean, but going back to the point, don't ask about the hours.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So having like well informed Mm and like well educated questions. uh, Right. And
1: and also like, do you like the one thing people always ask like, oh, what do I say about this firm? They're like, they're like every other firm. I said, no, they're not. Every single company is different in their own way. So you need to put. The, half the battle is putting in the research before, mm-hmm. asking the, you know, finding the questions, doing the research about it, you know, and um, a lot of people don't even um, you know, we're talking about networking on um, in person, but now in you know, we're in the twenty first century, people you know, networking online is huge. I mean LinkedIn, you know, if, if you don't have a LinkedIn profile, down get get one now. Yes, today, um, pause yes.
0: pause the episode. <laughs> get a, go, get to a at, LinkedIn. go to your app store or Google Play and download I mean,
1: it. I mean you can easily look up a company and then you'll find someone that you know or find yeah. someone that your friend knows and, and if they have a lot in common, you know, look look them up or send them a message. Yeah. The worst thing they're gonna do is ignore the message.
0: Yeah. And then you know
1: Right, you exactly you tried. Right. And also a kind of similar to this when you're going up to a networking at a networking event anything. You go up to a recruiter and you ask them a question and let's say they the what's the worst thing that's going to happen? They're going to tell you I don't know the answer or even worse they'll say go away I don't have time for you. And if they say that to you which I 100% guarantee you that they won't then you know that that company's not the right place for you. Yeah. So it, it just goes a long way. They, they're they also there, and this is also it. Um, another thing I think that um, I told a lot of my friends and I kind of figured out later on, that they're there just the same way that you're there at the event. They want students like you. You need, you. everyone has a need. Mm-hmm. You need a job, they need people to do the job. Yeah. So it's a match. And everything like, you know, going into these interviews and you know, you're going to networking events and you're feeling kinda nervous, um, you shouldn't be nervous because if you don't get the job, I mean everyone gets very hard on themselves, but I always looked at it as it's not the right fit. They weren't looking for me. Yeah. And it and I've a firm believer where it all works out in the end. Yeah. You have to just put yourself out there, you gotta be brave a little bit yeah. and just just do it. It's a lot of it. Yeah.
0: You know? So like it either wasn't like the right fit or it wasn't for you or like maybe it just wasn't the right time exactly and um exactly. especially now that ocr is winding down um offers have been extended students are deciding between multiple offers if they, if they have them and then students that were unfortunately not selected are getting those um not selected emails so right. i think thinking big picture too is so right re- we've been focusing our conversation about like networking especially during ocr season and and all that but there's life beyond ocr and networking goes beyond ocr um Mm -hmm. and and this you know this is a pretty universal language i mean whether you're accounting tax finance is qmm stats whatever like at the end of the day and we were talking about this before we started the episode is you're going to have to make connections regardless of industry right you're going to have to communicate effectively regardless of industry Mm -hmm. so this is a skill right that if you find yourself struggling with a little bit that you really should be working on. Yeah. Um, so I guess a, a question is, and we kind of talked about this a little bit, but how how would people go about in perfecting this skill or working on it? We, we talked about trial and error. Anything else?
1: Yeah, um... I think that um, a lot of people, you know, like they'll say like, oh, the OCR season's over. It's like you said, it's never over. It's never going to stop. People are oh, never going to stop, stop networking. A friend of mine um, told me and they got this word of advice and I'd like to share it now where the time to network is when you don't need to network. Yeah. And that, that makes any sense at all. But really what it means is that if you're not looking for a job, people are more willing to help you. People, you know, you, you go on LinkedIn, you say, hi, just, you know, and, you're, and you know that you're not worried about OCR until next year. Say now, being like, hey, I wanted to, can we grab coffee? Do you have time to chat? You know, can we make a phone call? I have a few questions about your company and your experience. Um, or even so, you, um, and this helped me a lot. Uh, I was very involved in, in ZGAS, the Zicklin Graduate Accounting Society. Um, and even so, I went to other events hosted by other clubs. Um, they have events throughout the whole year. Mm -hmm. You go to these events. They bring in people that are working at, you know, big companies or companies that you may want to work at. Go up to them after the session and talk to them, you know, and ask them a few questions. And like I said before, prepare the questions if you can beforehand. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if something is, they're giving a a talk on, you know, on their company or a talk on something, ask them a question during the session and then maybe follow up with another question after at the end. Um, I remember specifically one. I, I didn't have a job offer yet um, from Friedman, but I went to one of their events and I asked a couple of questions. And the recruiter came up to me, or a person who works there, saying, "You know, do you know what you're doing after?" I said, "No, I, I'm still applying. I'm still interviewing." He gave me a business card. He said, "Add me on LinkedIn," and we connected there. Um, luckily, I got a, I got the offer from Friedman. I think a two or three days later. Ooh. But the besides, but that besides the point. Um, it, you know, you put yourself out there. You never stop networking. Um, Even so, like even after, you know, you get a job offer, you know, you got to keep networking. You know, like when I, I'm still connecting with people who I'm going to be working with. I'm still connecting with people who, you know, are, who I'm not going to be working with too because you never know what's going to be down the road. Um, And one, I guess, another piece of advice that... (laughs) I always, I I found it pretty funny. Um, I think one of the professors said to me like my first semester being like, talk to the people next to you. You never know what's going to happen down the road. And I am, and I made sure that I think at every class that I was in at Baruch, I would at least talk to. And I get to know and at least be friendly with at least three or four people by the end of the semester. I try to get to know as many people as possible, but you can't really do that because the only time yeah. that you are really in class is is you know just you know when the professor's talking. You so you can't pay really a,
0: you got to pay attention. Don't talk during class, <laughs>
1: but network with the people around you. You never know what's going to go down, what's going to happen down the road. I have a friend who. Um, who um, graduated from here and he was looking for an internship and everything and he made a few connections from students in the class. And lo and behold, he got an offer as, for, to be in uh, as an internship at, at a, an accounting yeah. firm. Yeah. So it, it it's, it's not only who you know who's working at the companies, it's also the people who you're with. Um, so get to know your classmates. Don't talk during class, but really get to know your classmates and even more so um, the professors here. Yeah. Um, every single one of the professors here has... At least had some experience, either at a big company, at a big four, at a, you know at a smaller company. But they they've had the experience, um, and they they still know people at the at these companies. So if you get to know them well, I'm not telling you you'll get a job from that company yeah. that they worked at, but they may be able to help you network. They may be able to help you open that door. And we were talking about it kind of before we started the session, but you know half the it's it's two parts of the battle. Half the battle is getting your shoe in the door you know, and getting that, you know, first step. The second part is you actually have to kind of know what you're doing, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> you know um, it's about it's about the connections. Um, I was, I, I, where my first two jobs um, right out of college, um, were both at Mount St. Vincent and at Mount Sinai, um, I knew someone, so I was able to get the interview. They weren't able to give me the job immediately, they gave me you know, an interview, it's the first, you know, the, the shoe in the door, um, the foot in the door. Um, and once that happens, then you have to work at practicing the interview and everything. And that's a different story, maybe for another time. But it's about you know c- not only creating connections and networking, but also keeping those connections. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like we could have a completely oh a whole sp- nother thing just on the, right. on the interview, right? So on the interview like okay, so <laughs> step one you have a great resume. <laughs> step two. You network, and you got a, a, a first round interview. Step three, you got to you got you to gotta do well in the interview. You got to yeah, do well in the interview. Whole, and That's a whole other
1: conversation. A whole conversation like, for another time.
0: And although I, I jokingly call them steps one, two, and three, there is no actual. I don't think any. No. Uh, I don't think it's it's a linear path at all. I don't I don't think anyone's career is ever that linear. You're kind of doing everything at once. You're, right. So many applications. You're getting yourself out there. You're making connections, and you're are perfecting right. your interviewing skills all at the same time, which can sometimes feel a little overwhelming. But it's right. just um, how how it happens. Um, and hearing you say that and n- networking with classmates that's a really good point. So um, every semester, I have the pleasure of holding the uh, internship networking sessions for students who complete internships. Um, and are taking the internship course, so like their requirement is to go to one of these sessions. There's two a semester, usually, so fall semester there's one in early November and then one in early December. And during those sessions, I kind of review like okay, like the profile of the students that had internships for the semester. But then I also go into how they secured those internships, so their source. And right. we have that data once students apply for the internship course and all that. And I found that a third of them are through online posting. So Non-school, just going online and applying, and they just get callbacks and in the interview, and they get the role. So that's a third. Another third is through the school, so Zicklin Career Link or recruitment activities or anything. So that's through Baruch. But then the other third is through referrals and connections, right. and a big chunk of those are actually other class, uh, other classmates, because these uh, students that you're in class with, they have experience, they are already interning, some of them, and you know they know that their team will have a need, or they know that their hiring manager will have a need at some point, or maybe they're leaving that internship, so they know that their boss is gonna want another intern next semester, and so um, that's why I have found, too, that it's really important for students to get to know their classmates, because you never really know um, and of course, you know, not trying to go into it with an agenda of like, I'm only going to get to know you because I want an internship, but uh, wanting to get to know people like on a genuine level. But then if there's an opportunity, that's great.
1: Right. I mean, and you're also like, you're in the same boat as these people. So yeah. you might as well join them. You might as well get to know them. And also, you know, they become your friends. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you need help, but they need help too. And maybe usually the case is that everyone will be able to help each other.
0: Yeah, and then um, your uh, example of, you know, going to an event and being prepared and having questions and, like, going up to the speaker after the fact uh, reminded me that, uh, personally speaking, like, I I would have times when, like, I really wanted to, like, network and, like, be out there and, like, ask questions and introduce myself, Mm -hmm. but I also have learned, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, too, I also have learned that sometimes you can't really force it, like, Mm -hmm. if... If you don't have a value, like if you don't have value add, you know, to the conversation, maybe it's not your time to go up to someone and say hi. And right. you don't, you don't have to get to know everybody in the room. And I, I, I right. learned that because I, I find myself going to events or meetups and like wanting to get to know everybody. Right. But then what I found happening is, let's say I went up to you and we were talking and you know we were getting to know each other. But then I, I would find myself like scanning the room, like okay, so I'm getting to know salt, but like who else can I get to know in the room and like that. Right. I found it so distracting and like yeah. disrespectful for the person that you're getting to know right then and there. Exactly, because it, it shows that you're like looking for like the next best thing, or like you know you're like over committing right. to over connecting with everybody. Right.
1: I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this. I think one very strong connection is Better than 10 not so strong connections, I think, because that one strong connection the person you really get to know, you person you really connect with that'll go a longer way. Um, that kind of relates to kind of how I got the job. Um, (laughs) so I was at
0: that's a really good, oh, this is a funny story. I feel like
1: I should share this. So I was at it was at the midsize uh round table, uh, midsize accounting round table event where. Yes, I said before that, you know, one of the partners, you know, called me out for saying tax or audit. I wasn't sure. Ah. But, and that was the, that was the downside, but there's always a positive side. So I ended up going to, luckily I was placed at the Friedman LLP table and I was talking to this one person. Um, And luckily there were three people they sent and there were three students there. So we each had basically a one-on-one conversation with someone who worked there, which was great. And we really... Talked briefly about the company, and mostly about our experiences, and I think he was also a career changer, so we kind of had a connection there. Um, and I think twenty minutes later, you know, the session ended. Um, he was getting up to go, um, and he went with his coworkers out, and I went to network with a few other people. But as I was leaving, um, for those of you who don't know, the event was on the fourteenth floor of, I think it was the Burk the Burk vertical Camp building, vertical yeah. yeah. campus, yeah. And for those of you who know, the elevators are kind of slow. Yes. So
0: <laughs> I realized,
1: I was like, this line's so long. The elevators aren't going as, as fast and quickly as possible as, as they should. Um, I can't control that. Um, but I, so then I said, you know what, I'm going to go down the steps to the 11th floor, take the express elevator. Mm-hmm. But then uh, a quarter of my eye, I see him with his two other coworkers kind of towards the back of the line. So I go up to him and I say, do you want to come with me? I'm going to go take the other elevator. It should be quicker. So he smiles and he laughs. He's like, "Yeah, of course. Anything to get off of this line." So he goes with me. We walk down a few flights of steps to the eleventh floor. The elevator was right there. We get in. We're out of. The, he's out of the building within three minutes. Yeah. I already gave him my resume, yeah. and I sent him a follow up email that day saying, "You know, thank you very much. You know, thank you so much for the conversation. Hope you enjoyed the mini tour of the campus." <laughs> yeah. Um, and the next, I think, two days later, I got, I got a first round interview. Mm-hmm. Um. So thank God for the slow Baruch elevators <laughs> um, because that really it it, it put your, it put it put me I think a little bit out there. It's kind of like um kind of like I was saying before like put yourself in a whole other you know separate yourself from everyone else. Yeah. Um and it actually even extended to this I don't know if I ever told you when I had my second round interview at the at the at Friedman, Um I was walking around with you know usually you get like a a yeah. mentor or a shadow, person to shadow and they'll take you around from interview to interview. And as I was walking, I think away from my last interview with my with the person, I saw him, and he was talking with someone else, who was also at Baruch actually, and they were talking about the story about the elevator, about how slow it was. And as I was walking, he said to me, "He's like, yeah, and that that was the guy who showed us out." <laughs> and so I'm pausing and I'm talking with them about, and it seems like at that moment, I think like 15 people, like people who are interviewing people at the firm, were listening to this conversation. Yeah. And I think that itself, you know, it made me feel good about myself because I'm like, everyone's listening to me. Yeah. Like, um, I, I, I just think that, you know, in itself, like, yes, I'm not going to tell you to go wait at the 14th ele- floor elevator now um, and start, you know, like telling people, like, oh, the other, the other elevator is faster, yeah. um, which they need to change that. But that's that's a whole oh, other like story, the ep- too. That's a whole other episode. Right, exactly. <laughs> but it's it's stuff like that. It's It's and I think what the best part about that was I was quick on my feet. Yeah, and you can't you can't plan for that you really can't plan for stuff like that so you just got to be on your feet and i think another piece of advice i'm going to say is be yourself um you know when when you're not yourself and you're not you know you're 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 not you know talking the way you usually do you're not acting the way you usually do people are going to notice it because it doesn't seem natural um i as a when I first started um, recruitment back in, you know, a few years ago at College of Mount St. Vincent and I was doing admissions, I had students coming up to me and, like, basically I could tell that they were rehearsed, like, their pitch yeah. about why they wanted to come to this school, about why they wanted to get into this program. And I was thinking, I was like, I could tell when someone's rehearsed and when someone's not. So what's uh, the difference between that and now? You know, so that's why I, I, I personally didn't really prepare of my pitch you know i i had my one minute you know spiel that i knew what my resume had i knew what i was going to talk about but i never really rehearsed it i rehearsed it maybe five ways but five different ways yeah because that way i knew i I prepared myself that way um and it just flowed you have to let it flow i think with the conversations yeah anywhere anywhere you are and if you're not (laughs) yourself they're going to notice it and you're not going to get where you want to go
0: yeah and um, just, yeah, that elevator story, I think, is just going back to what we were talking about. It's like that's the way to differentiate yourself. And right. you're totally right. Like you can't plan for that. You know, you can't you can't hang out by the elevator and look you like, okay, like who am I going to, you know, guide over to the you know, right. secret shortcut? Like you really can't plan for that. And that, that reminds me, and I was just looking it up because I didn't want to mess it up. Uh, th- that just reminds me... Um, of a, a career development theory, actually, with, that's called planned happenstance, which essentially says that as long as you maintain a positive outlook and you're okay with uh, your inability to plan and control everything, like things might work out for you and like this is a really good case where like it was just planned happenstance that you just happened to be standing there and the people that you had connected with at the event were there and like you were looking for a solution for yourself but then also figured you know why don't i take them along for the ride too and so, like, those are, you know, moments that, that you can't really plan. You, you can plan and you can do research about the firm. You can have questions prepared. You can have your pitch prepared in right. multiple different ways for different audiences or uh, scenarios. But, like, there's going to be those moments where you just, like you said, you have to be quick on your feet and you have to, you know, make a decision and act, you know. And I think alternatively, like, if a student were, were in that same situation, I think it would have been really easy to just, like, hang back and think to yourself, like, oh, like, those are <laughs> – those are the reps from the firm that I connected with. I'm going to keep my distance. Like, I, I, right. don't, I don't want it to be awkward. And, like, I, I don't want right. to, you know, go talk to them. And, and so right. I, I can see that being a challenge for some students. And maybe they are a little bit more reserved or, like, they're unsure of how to approach a situation like right. that. But for you, it just kind of, like, came to you.
1: Right. Um, I think at that moment, I think I remember, like, pretty clearly. I was walking, and I saw them at the corner of my eye. And I was, like, I was going to say, I second guess myself. Maybe I shouldn't go talk to them and ask them if they wanted, you know, to go to the other elevator with me. But then I thought to myself, I'm like, what's the worst thing they're going to say? No, thank you. We'll wait here. Mm -hmm. Which they could have, and that would have been fine too. But the fact, and then that, that in itself was able. I was able to separate myself too because I offered. Right. It's kind of like going at the end of the session. I think you were kind of referring to it before, and you're asking, you know, if you don't have anything to add, you know, after someone comes in in a session, you don't have anything to add to the conversation or anything to add to them. What do you say? And I think part of part of me thinks that you know sometimes you just go up to them and you say thank you and I really enjoyed I really enjoyed your your speech I really enjoyed what you said about this, um, and even just a quick thank you they may you know first of all a thank you and anything you know a compliment yeah. makes anyone feel good about themselves, and so that compliment may say you know may. Trigger the recruiter. Be like, hey, I want to ask you questions about yourself. And that will open you up to talking about yourself and then creating connection. And then you never know what's
0: going to happen down the road. Yeah. So Totally. Yeah. Such a good story. I know, right? (laughs) I'm never going to forget it. (laughs) I mean, they didn't, and I don't think they will either. No. Um, But all right. So I want to be mindful of time. I I think we've covered a lot of ground on networking and trial and error and being yourself and uh not being okay with not planning and just kind of going with it and you know doing the research feeling confident in yourself but uh i think if anything the common theme is um it takes time and practice but as long as you like put in the work you know, for yourself, you can make it happen. Yeah. Um, any closing thoughts, comments for, for students listening? Um,
1: yeah, uh, I, I guess uh, two things. Um, one, I think that, you know, every, you I don't know if we mentioned this before, but I'll just I think it's a good ending point where everyone else is in the same situation as you. Everyone has to network. You know, you have, like we said before, you have to get to know the people first. You have to get your, your foot in the door and then you can interview with with the with a company or with anyone. Or even if it's on an interview, you just want to, you know, network and get to know more people. If that's what you need, then that's what you got to do. Um, I think that's, that's one big point where you just have to kind of, you know, Put yourself out there and be realize. Hey, person to my left, person to my right, everyone in your class is doing the same thing. So it'll maybe maybe that'll help you calm down. Um, second thing I was gonna say, like if you do have any follow up questions or any concerns about networking, um, I am on LinkedIn. You can easily add me and message me saying, "Hey, I listened to the podcast. Um, I have more questions. Can can we talk or can I you know ask you a few questions on here?" And yeah. I'd be happy to help you out as well.
0: Thank you. No problem. Thanks so much for that. I man. don't know
1: if you want to. I, you connect my add my LinkedIn to the yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what <coughs> you're gonna
0: do. I'll uh, I'll do a, a nice little type up for the uh, episode description. and uh, I can go ahead and add your info on Great. there. Um but. Uh, thanks again so much you know problem. for coming in taking a little study break yeah from I know the CPA, <laughs> fingers crossed fingers crossed Yes. Uh, you know best of luck as you start at, at Friedman uh, yeah. in a few short weeks I yes because yeah, we're already at the end of uh, October yeah we, is,
1: we, we have a later start than most firms we start in early November awesome so, yeah
0: so best of luck with that and thank you you know again it was just really great to get to know you during OCR and you were just one of those students that just like really stood out at the events Um, at the info sessions, and so when we were thinking about, like, who could we bring in to kind of share your insights, your experiences, uh, definitely were top of mind. So we thank you for that, and we thank you for your... Thank you. You guys
1: guys were such a big help during the whole process and everything really
0: really appreciate it so um all right thanks so much for listening to the gcmc podcast if you have any questions as always feel free to shoot us an email our email address is zicklin.gcmc at baruch.cuny.edu and don't forget ocr may be coming to an end but we're still open and we're happy to help with your non-ocr job and internship searches we offer online um appointments via skype virtual on the phone or in person we understand that you know everybody has different schedules so uh feel free to schedule an appointment through our advisor to uh get the ball rolling so you continue to move forward in your searches so again this is stefano Sol. thanks so much for taking the time and Thank we'll you. talk to you all soon